Was The Mandalorian Episodes 1 and 2 good? That's what the Was It Good podcast is going to find out. As always, you're joined by me, Ravi, and my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We're going to talk about Baby Yoda theories and how Disney's first live-action Star Wars series stacks up to the competition. Fun fact, I don't really feel like there's competition with this series. Wow. <laughs> it's but its own thing. Basically. Uh, well, I guess the competition would be Apple TV, right? The original. Like the show. Yeah, I guess. The shows, yeah. the shows that were released there, right? They're released so so closely together. So the, the competition would be C and the morning show and the other ones that everyone forgets what they're called. There is no competition. <laughs> I mean, this is truly the start of the epic streaming wars, which is basically the repeat of the cable wars. Yeah, but it feels like the streaming wars are already over. Yes, I feel like Disney won. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> good try, everyone. Good show, good show, good show. Like, NBC shouldn't, re- shouldn't bother with the Peacock. <laughs> Warner Brothers shouldn't bother with HBO Max. Like, wait, just wait, give wait, up. Wait. Just It's over. The Peacock? That's, That's what they're, they're going to call their streaming NBC service. one. Peacock. Peacock. Oh, my God. Yeah. The cock. Anyway, we're not talking about the streaming wars. Maybe we'll do a podcast in a couple of years when we're bought out by the big company, whatever the big company is. Anyway, we're talking Mandalorian. Guys, oh my God. guys, it's finally here. The pod, the, not the podcast, the live action Star Wars series. The thing that um, I personally was more excited for than the stupid uh, sequel se- series and oh. episode nine and all that crap. So, as always, our one word impressions. What are they? Christian, you're bald, so you go first. Uh, my one, one word impression is meticulous. Wow. I think it's clearly obvious from the the first two episodes that (laughs) the creators put in a lot of work, time into the details of the show. Also, the cinematography is incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like, just amazing. The visuals are stunning. Uh, And you can tell from the way the story has sort of started that we're in for a ride. And so I, I just think a lot of attention has been paid to these details, so that's why meticulous. Uh, Mr. It's Ho- my one word. Mr. Host, can I have a one-word impression to Christian's one-word impression? Yes, we, we I already as, know as what it is. meta as fuck it on sucks. This. What? Your word sucks. That's I, not a I actually word. think that's one of his, your better like one-word impressions ever. You didn't. You, you don't like um, Incredibles? No, because it's not a fucking word. <laughs> what about Amazeballs? Amazeballs, no, it's not. <laughs> you thought about it. I did, actually, for like a millisecond. Oh, Arjuna, man. what's your one-word impression? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with tickled. What, what the fuck? No, I, no, 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 you can't, no. Yeah, I'm gonna go tickled. No, that, that feels wrong. No, my, my no. curiosity is tickled by no. this show. Oh, my God. No, my real, my real one-word impression is intrigued. Mm. It's an intriguing <laughs> show. Uh, we're gonna get into our, our, I think, our general thoughts on each episode. But the first episode obviously leaves you with the big reveal of uh, Baby Yoda, as uh, everyone's calling him. And, uh, um, you know, you're intrigued by that. And I believe the second episode is also intriguing with just where the show is going. I really liked the marketing up to the show. You didn't really know what it was about besides being about the Mandalorian. And you still, even two episodes in, like, you kind of have an idea. But there's there's so much. You know, you're building – a you're building a world within a world that's already vast and large and crazy, mm. uh, and I'm intrigued. I think it, it's done its job as a Star Wars media, intriguingly. Mm. Yes, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And honestly, even though you said my word sucks, that actually just ties into everything I said. So you're yeah, you kind of like copied him. What? 
You're, but I mean, you're a thief. You, you, you took it. You, I mean, tickled is just fucking hilarious. Tickled. <laughs> you should have let you, me. Do you should have. You should have just stuck with your guns, man. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I, I kind of lost it there for a second with tickled. <laughs> that, tickled. That's good. I, I feel like I'm about to. <laughs> I can't. What the fuck? All right, I'll go back to you. So I'm. I'm gonna go tickled because because uh, <laughs> uh, everyone likes it. I actually have the prototype of the baby Yoda toy, and the baby Yoda toy walks around like a puppet, and it just tickles me with the force. Oh my god. Okay. Mm. All right. Tickled is your one-word impression. Uh, my one-word impression, and this is going to sound really, really um, negative. Not negative. CGI. No, no, no. It's going to pr- appear inauthentic, but I am being authentic when I say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, like th- this uh. series has brought true happiness, hey, joy, ha- joy, and happiness <laughs> to my black and broken heart. Over Star Wars. Over Star Wars, because it is the first product, first, yeah, like, I would say it's, like, the first big product that they've come out with in the Disney era, in the Disney era, where I'm actually, like, oh, cool, I'm actually glad to be a Star Wars fan again. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, a movie that Twitter is destroying and ripping apart because of certain sexes and races. It's not a an animated series that looks like you know a two year old did it. Um, <laughs> it's not damn. a product of 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 Lego that's been like overpriced to a point where I'm like, God damn it! It's truly something unique, yeah, interesting, fun, and it's like it's true to uh, what Star Wars is for me, and then it's also true from like a a new pushing the boundaries cinematography beautiful well done series like if you t- remove the title star wars you have a decent interesting story dune the tv show dune what? you could argue yeah dune but dune itself is basically a western as well so you know it's this, it's that true true to thing like western so so happy you would say it's given you a new hope <laughs> yes Wait, yes, uh, the Mandalorian has given me a new hope. Wait, wait, wow. just real quick, there's a simple <laughs> yes or no. Is this the first thing that's truly felt like Star Wars since Return of the Jedi? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What? Which is wild. What Force, about the Phantom Menace? Force Awakens <laughs> Force Awakens was supposed to be basically an updated version of a new hope. Yeah. But even that failed. Yeah. Tragically, unfortunately. For sure. Uh, but this definitely feels like, oh shit, Star Wars is cool again. You don't think Hayden Christensen's acting in Revenge of the Sith was Star Wars? He delivered lines as beautifully as Mark <laughs> Hamill did in oh in a new hope. That's just one small piece of it, Juna. God. All right. That was beautiful though. That was good. What? A I'm just hope. fucking with you. You hate you bring up Hayden Christian. What's wrong with you? Don't you dare speak about him. <laughs> He's a great actor. He, <laughs> he might be a big part of What in, was uh, that movie nine. he was in? Jumper? Jumper. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Jumper. But Jumper was a cool concept. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. I never watched it. So was Looper, just... but it still sucked. <laughs> Looper didn't suck. It was I, I did not like Looper. Looper should have been way better. Looper should have been a better time travel. But we're not talking Looper. We're talking Mandalorian. Well, it is Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Ryan Johnson. Oh my god. Anyway, Mandalorian. How does so you know, a couple of people like for people jumping into this podcast or also jumping into the Mandalorian, we're gonna do some work for you. We're gonna help you understand where this takes place mm. in the Star Wars universe. And quite simply put, it is five years after the return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi being where Luke Skywalker viciously murders a million people. What? Well, actually, no. It's him and his 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 terrorist friends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an interesting political take on. Uh, did it, did it see it go that way? The rebellion there. No. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, obviously Luke and his friends murder innocent people <laughs> that would just do their fucking job. Wow. <laughs> they are a terrorist group if you really think about it. Unbelievable. It, like, from, from the perspective of the Empire, they're a terrorist group. Yeah, but, but they were perspective. Well, though, but here's the thing, though, like the tyrannical regime that took but the over. Thing that was like but that's how every terrorist feels about the groups that yeah. they're taking oh down. But terrorists also incites the. There's a sense of inciting fear. So you could Luke. argue that the resistance has incited fear by re- by removing the power that runs things. Yeah, but they thought they were restoring hope. I don't. You know what? That's that's a different. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> that is that is a Star Wars political. Political Star Wars. Wars. There the is, just so you were, there is a, a couple of podcasts that actually dive into like the politics within the Star Wars universe. I think I think there's a, a for every little Star Wars thing, there's a there's a podcast for it. I'm sure that's true as well. Yeah. But yeah, so this is five years after Return of the Jedi. All right. Um, we are set up where we're following along with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorians, for those listening, and maybe actually I feel like you two know this because you're both nerds as well. But Mandalorians is a race, a warrior race, kind of the way I explain them is it, uh, they're kind of like Spartans, mm. essentially. Yeah, like they're like way, the yeah. Spartan race where it's like war and murder and, and death you can, and all And that. you can see that in the design of the helmets. I mean, that's just taken straight from like Greek. The yeah, helmets like with yeah. that shape is straight from Greek, uh, ancient Greece. Or for other nerds, they're like Jaffa from Stargate. Dude, that's a good call out actually. Yeah. Jaffa? Right How war. so? Jaffa warrior races or is a warrior race. Well, aren't they but Egyptian? No, no, they're aliens. They're aliens. Oh, but they're aliens, and they're, 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 their race was actually enslaved by the Gwauld, which is a snake-like parasite that goes into humanoid beings oh, God. to take them over. Okay, okay, all right. I see you. Like seriously, Krishna, you, you should watch more TV. Yeah, yeah. Stargate's a great show uh, and, and franchise. Well, debatable. It's one of the best stars out there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, real quick though, um, in terms of universe building as well, mm-hmm. uh. A friend of the podcast, Michael Learman, said that there's a first order call out with them. Um, there isn't. So we were t- we discussed isn't. it yesterday. He thought, so he saw the Empire symbol, and the Empire symbol was very similar to first the first order symbol, right? So uh, if you're watching the podcast, Ravi is currently pointing out the Empire symbol. It's on his arm. The first order symbol is that same circle. Mm. Uh, and it's almost like that gear, but it's kind of like a swivelly, swiveled open w- up, open up kind of circle, like a, a wormhole almost. That's one. Oh, that's d- real quick with the first order symbol. That's one tattoo. Yeah, I will never get. I will you never don't like, get. You the don't first, like the first order. I just don't like how they like. Well, I think part of it too is that I just don't have enough information about them. They just seem like a cop, like a. I think we're gonna get more in the next ten years or so with more video games and TV shows and whatever. Unless we get something amazing, they're never gonna be on this body. Oh my I god! I mean, you don't know. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, Two weeks later, guys, I got a first order <laughs> tattoo first order. right in my ass. I mean, oh I I god. personally want to get the uh, the Sith first order tr- armor if Episode Nine and they are portrayed like in a cool the red way. the red trooper yeah, armor. If it's cool, like if I like it, I know a guy. Shout out to his name is Jimmy. He's out in the Philippines. Jimmy. 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 Uh, real and he makes first order Sith Trooper armor. Nice. Now. So. Real bit, real quick on this universe building. So we have a general setting. We have a general time. Mm-hmm. But the first two episodes have been, we don't know what planet. No. We don't know we any don't of the planets. We don't know what region of the galaxy. Outer Rim. We don't know even the political situation, really. Uh, of what's going on. We know it's Outer Rim, so what's it's probably lawless. Right. right. What's what's interesting about this show, especially episode two, very little dialogue. 
right? It's yeah. a lot of, it's a lot of visuals, right? Nothing. And yeah. I think that's why people get the Western vibe from mm. this show because, you know, Westerns have huge sections without dialogue. So they did episode four. Right. I think uh, – well, actually, actually, real quick on that. So as we're diving into the actual episode. So episode one um, – was it you that said this, Arjuna? Somebody on this table said that episode one felt like the first half was like a fan film yeah, YouTube that. Star Wars, and then the second half felt like an actual movie. And I think in part of that, because I've watched now episode one three, maybe four times. Um, I don't know why. I've watched I it three times now. Uh, yeah. And the one, the biggest thing is um, is that is that shooting sequence between the Mandalorian, the IG uh, bounty hunter unit. IG-10, I believe. Um, is that they actually have like dialogue, an interesting dialogue. And when you compare that to things like Rogue One, when they're on, um, God damn it, what's the planet that they nuke, the city? IG-11, sorry. Anyone remember in Rogue One? I can't because that movie was stupid. Um, <laughs> but when they're actually like in Mustafar, the, not Mustafar, but I'm when they're actually oh like, where Saw Saw is not where yeah where Saw is. Uh, it's a desert planet. Yeah, not Tatooine, not Jakku. Yeah, I don't What's remember what it's there? called. But anyway, when they're there and they're going through the battle sequences on that planet, the characters don't actually have dialogue. It's all action sequences, and part of the problem with that is. You kind of just, you just don't learn more about the characters, and you just don't care, right? There's not like it doesn't build upon the character. While with that sequence in episode one, Scarif, Scarif, there we go. Um, no, the Scarif is where they go to the planet. That's where I mean, all the battle sequences. There's no dialogue in Rogue One, but with this, there is dialogue. Oh, Jedi, or there's interesting like anecdotes and things or, or whatever. Are you so. talking about Jedi? Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. Yeah, specifically, there was a YouTube video I watched. Where they break it down, and yeah, it's just they they're just shooting, shooting, shooting. They're not discussing. And the comparison was to like episode four, when they're in the prison section freeing Leia. Right. All three of them are having dialogue, you know, calling each other names and sure. making fun of the the piss poor rescue attempt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I forget where I was going with this. I'm just I'm literally <laughs> yeah. rambling at this <laughs> point. So, uh, somebody else that. talk. No, I had I had a point. Um, uh, it was about it was about um, watching it for a a third. It was when we were talking about the Empire versus the First Order, and uh, and uh, I think we're talking about Christian was talking about the universe building and where we are. Uh, we don't know our political leanings and stuff, but I think we there's a couple context clues where we can get that the Empire is clearly fractured at this point, right? So you see the stormtroopers. Most times you see stormtrooper armor. It's white. It's pristine. It's what? clean, right? Mm. Uh, and there's, you know, there are bunches. They're in formations and all that type of stuff. The stormtroopers uh, and the uh, the uh, officers that we meet uh, in episode one are not organized in, in in an empire type of way that we've seen before, right? The stormtrooper armor is sandy. It's it's not in the best condition. There's only three or four of them. You know, they're not in a typical military. Uh, you know, they're kind of hiding out in this town instead of just, like, out in the open because the yeah. Empire has collapsed. I also noticed, like, I don't know why it sticks out, but the posture of, of that one Stormtrooper, he's, like, his head is, like, leaning forward like this. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's almost, like, hunched over. Yeah. I'm like, that yeah, is the most un-Stormtrooper thing right. I've ever seen, you they're, know? They're kind it's of almost like they took guys off the street, mm-hmm. put some Stormtrooper armor, armor on them, and the guy was like, you work for the Empire now. Right. That or they're worn out. Yeah, exactly. It, like, like yeah. Worn, and I like, think, and rank. I think that's the idea. And then also, you see with you know the IG Eleven unit at the very end of Episode One, his orders specifically are to kill the baby, not bring it back alive. While right. the orders that the Mandalorian gets 
are to bring it back alive if possible, terminate if absolutely necessary. But yeah. bring back still. Bring back some yeah. evidence. And this kind, of, alive. this kind of moves into one of the theories. Like, obviously, we're going to have theories throughout this podcast. But that also moves into one of the theories that uh, I saw online, which I kind of like, which is um, with Baby Yoda or the Baby Yoda species thing um somebody pointed out that the in episode one the person that comes out with the glasses that makes the mandalorian jump and pull out his gun and everything has a symbol on his shirt which is that of a camino cloner so it's the oh. same symbol that oh. the camino cloners had now we know that obviously palpatine is making some kind of return in episode nine um we also know from expanded universe stuff so non-canon star wars that Palpatine was able to clone himself. So there's a theory, I think, floating out there that this guy is a cloner, potentially works directly with some faction, some order, some group that wants to clone Palpatine. And what's the best way to do it um, than, like, finding a Force-sensitive person and then pulling them? I think you might be going too deep into this. What if Yoda cloned himself? That's fucked up. Why would he do that? Because Yoda's made some – first of all, Yoda's fallible. I know the prequels aren't great movies, but if they show anything, Yoda is not perfect. Second, uh, perhaps he, perhaps the greatest, perhaps he looks at it as like you know, in case the Skywalker family truly is fucked, maybe, uh, maybe I should have a piece of me sticking around to make sure like things a, are okay. A conting- so wait, you think he's a con- he made a contingency plan? He is the opposite of Sidious, and if we know anything about Sidious, Sidious is con- contingency plan on top of contingency plan on top of contingency plan, right? Maul didn't work out. Uh, you know, Anakin didn't work out. He had plan after plan after plan. Like, well, none of his plans worked. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, he's not dead, so we don't know if his plan well, doesn't I'm work. I'm not dead. I got better. So to relate, so to, relate to this theory, right, the, yeah. one of the interesting things about The Mandalorian are the release dates. Uh, it's not consistent. So most of these episodes are airing Fridays. Yeah. In a weekly format. Obviously, the first one was on Tuesday. It came out with the release day of Disney+. Then they waited another three days until the second episode, November 15th, a Friday. And then, you know, episode three is the 22nd. Episode four is the 29th. You know, so on and so on. It breaks, though, on the 7th. <gasps> because December 20th, we know, is the full release day of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So they necessarily didn't want to necessarily come out that day. December 19th, that night, is also where lot you know a lot of screens do... Midnight premieres, whatever. Yes. 6 p.m. showing. Are we going to one? Yes. We're going to a 6 p.m. showing on the 19th. So, episode 7 comes out on December 18th. You mean day before? Episode 9? Episode or 7. Of seven. The Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian oh, okay, comes okay. out December 18th, a full day before. Yeah. Now, we know the big reveal has been that there is this baby Yoda species. We don't know if it is a true baby, if it's a clone, or whatever. We've You've talked about how could it could maybe connect with Palpatine. Would it shock anyone... Especially with Disney and how they think with synergy, that this episode will have some type of direct connection to episode. Then nine. go. Then I think I'm about to say what you're about to say. Take it one step further. Jedi Fallen Order was released yesterday, yes. and Ravi, while playing the game, now he was a little bit uh, under the influence of alcohol potentially, but he still said Cal, the main character, and spoiler alert, maybe I don't know. This is a theory actually of Jedi Fallen Order. He maybe was like he's a clone, right? We got clone feel from him, maybe. Part of that reason also came because I know that this game, like one of the jokes that came out was when Disney bought Star Wars, there was, um, fuck, what was the video game called? 
Battle Force Front Unleashed. Two. The Force Unleashed. Oh yes, 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 yes. The Force Unleashed had already come out with uh, Force Unleashed One, Force Unleashed Two, and Force Unleashed Three was in the works. That got scrapped because that was all expanded universe stuff. So for those listening and watching, Force Unleashed was the story of one of Vader's experiments, which was clones. And he had successfully made a bunch of clones of the main character um, in Force. Starkiller? Starkiller. He had made clones of Starkiller. Which is now expanded, right? It's not. Yeah, expanded. Uh, it's, it's no longer it's, canon. It's not canon. <laughs> but yet. the joke was but that the, the same team that was working and the same stuff that was being worked on for Force Unleashed 3 was just copy and pasted and put into Fallen Order. Ah. So you get similar like character traits and stuff like that. Maybe um, similar story themes. And I'm thinking some story themes. I think the big thing is cloning. Cloning is 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 the overarch overarching uh theme, I think, for episode nine, The Mandalorian and potentially the Fallen Order. Le- real quick, just on a on a quick on a quick tangent, a lot of people not a lot of people, some people, like uh Jules. Jules mm-hmm. is uh, who's been in, on this podcast before, or he will be, I don't know. Um, he said one of the things he didn't like was that there was too much Star Wars all at the same time. He said, why couldn't you have just Episode Nine release in December and have all the other crap that he doesn't, you know, or won't necessarily get to right away after New Year's? Because they the answer the answer to, to people like that might be because synergy, they're synergized or there's a running theme that's important well, I mean, to each one, Well, with to the whole. No, it comes down from a company perspective. They want you consuming Star Wars as much as humanly possible, and they're doing it perfectly. I'm playing a Star Wars video game. Yeah. I'm watching week-to-week series, and then I'm going to go to the movie theater. Right, it's going to culminate in this big movie event, which yeah. climax. That that's the well, and then you know that's the last Star Wars movie for three years. Dang, right? No, it, I'm actually it's, sad. It's a big no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's it's necessary because Star Wars has always been known for it's not it's not a Marvel franchise where you can have four movies come out in no. one year. You know what I mean? Like you see, let, let, go back to 2018 with. The with um, Rogue One, no, I'm sorry, the end of 2017, then the middle of 2018, right? With um, episode eight, with episode eight, and then five months later, Solo, yeah, right? That was that's been that was the low point of Disney Star Wars, you know, Solo effectively killed the idea of spin off Star Wars movies, Mm. and you know, there was then there was all the behind the scenes issues with episode nine, the changing of directors, the return of J.J. Abrams. (laughs) Just a lot of like, what are we going to do with this property, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's smart that they're taking this break because they still have this. They still have the Mandalorian. They still have the Cassie and Ander show coming. They still have the Obi Wan show coming. It's Obi Wan Kabuzi. Say it properly. Obi Wan Kabuzi. Wow. Whoa. Uh, so they so, have other content. Yeah, and I think Disney's really. I mean, Disney Plus has obviously been a roaring success. For them, and you're going to, you're going <laughs> it's to get two days old. <laughs> it's already got 10 million subscribers. I know, I know. You know, it's the fastest gro- um, online subscription service ever. You know, and they, they, I mean, they partnered with, you know, they partnered with various people, and it's, it's not hard to get, it's not hard to get a free subscri- a quote unquote free subscription of Disney Plus through some type of other subscription service mm. that you have. They've partnered with a bunch of people. For now. And there's even like even like nerd websites I've seen like it's like, "Oh, here's a co- exclusive code to get Disney Plus free for 3 months." It's mm. like they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I think marketed it well. I think part of that too though and like going back off this idea of world building and then also consuming content. If we're looking at like Disney Plus, Arjuna, I think you brought this up that on the Marvel side, Kevin Feige and crew have said something along the lines that you'll need to watch the Marvel Disney Plus shows in order to understand the movies. I wouldn't be surprised if 
you need Mandalorian knowledge to go into uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think to like have the complete yeah. experience. I think if I you think will. they're playing with it. It enhances the experience for the super fan. It yeah. it for the Star Wars fan. Now the everyday non like non like Star Wars nerd who's like I don't really know. I haven't seen all the movies. I don't understand. Like, X, I just want to see what the big deal yeah, is. Yeah, I just want to see, like, oh, I've kind of watched Ray and company, and I want to see how their story goes, and I really care about that. Right. <laughs> I don't think you necessarily need the Mandalorian. Idiots. But if you're like us, right, where we're like, we consume Star Wars, we love Star Wars, we want to know, like, who the fuck is Snoke, right? Mm. Where did the First Order come from? Why is their armor red? Why First Order? Why not Second Order? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, those types of questions, I think the Mandalorian is going to enhance that experience. That makes sense. To the sure. point of, like, I think for the everyday viewer, they're just going to accept Palpatine's there, while we, the Mandalorian might give us context <coughs> as to why he is there. Movies are now becoming, they're becoming these blockbusters that are so tightly packed with all this corporate stuff that <laughs> you're actually losing, like, deep storytelling that have to be told in TV shows, books, and video games. Yeah. This is great. I mean, as long as the story is good. Yeah. Don't make content for the sake of making content. But then are you te- but then, you know, to go to the Scorsese point, are you making cinema or are you making amusement attractions? You're making amusement, amusement attractions. Sure, yeah. One one and one on pace. and and sometimes true. you get cinema like yeah. I think Mandalorian so far is hitting both. It's making it's um Meticulous, tickled happiness. <laughs> tickled happy. <laughs> Meticulous, hap- tickled, tickled happiness. <laughs> anyway, I want to go more theories because theories is what I drives mean, this train. It really does. Yeah. Like theories is what I think is the great thing about Star Wars. So, uh, who did the baby Yoda's origins? Who wants uh, to tell? I think that's all of us. Like I think yeah. I think everybody's got something. So, I so think basically, what we're going to tell you is and is uh, when a Yoda. And a Yoda-looking species female get together. It creates a baby who is very strong in the Force. Uh, I think there's three main ones. Let's hear them. The three main ones seem to be: it's either reincarnation, it's a love child between Yoda and Yaddle. Yaddle is a or someone else. Yeah, uh, or someone else. But yep. Yaddle, for those of you who don't know, is a female Jedi Master who's of the same species of Yoda, who was around. There's like one shot of her in Episode One. She was a powerful Jedi Master. I think older than Yoda. Um, in uh, I think she in was the lore younger. or whatever. Oh, maybe younger. I thought she was older by 400 years, but I could be wrong. Uh, and then the, I guess the third one is maybe it's a clone. Those or th- those I mean, the there's, there's the fourth one, which is it's not related to Yoda at all. Well, I think Christian what would said, be the point of that? I think Krishna <laughs> said Yoda-like species, yeah. right? Because we don't actually have a name for the species. No, uh, no, we so uh, let's call them wrinkly green aliens. Do you think they're like penises are wrinkly? Oh, what the hell? What the <laughs> fuck? Why? <dude>? Why? <laughs> Why? Um, moving quickly along, but back to the point of like, yeah, why? Why does it have to be related to Yoda? Well, I mean, it I doesn't, but it would be. It w- I think you would incur the wrath of too many people. I think Yoda is one, of, like you know, like Darth Vader or like a stormtrooper is one of the more iconic imagery mm. right. in Star Wars. I think. I think you. You could, just confuse. I people. think you could, like you know, let's go on a, go on a Hollywood Boulevard, right, in Los Angeles, and you pull people and like you show them a picture of Yoda. I think most people would know that's related to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so it it just makes it makes sense, right? It makes sense from a. a Oh, I want to get the super fan. You know, I want to get the fans like us 
interested, I give something that's like, oh, Yoda. We don't know a ton about Yoda's, you know, species and all that type of stuff. Put in something that looks like that. Oh, we want to get, you know, we want to get fans who kind of know, you know, the general fans put in something they recognize as well. It's a win-win from both perspectives. I'm yeah. looking at real quick. I'm looking at Yaddle right now on the uh, fan the Star Wars wiki page, she has Wikipedia, <laughs> and it's basically it's just a Yoda puppet that they stuck hair like feet, um, like yeah. long hair on. Yeah, but that's it's great, amazing. That's the great part about George Lucas, right? He didn't have a plan when it came <laughs> to like, oh, I'm gonna. You know, it's just like, yeah, just reuse the puppet and do this. Oh <laughs> like, we'll we'll figure it out later. And who would have thought twenty? What well, episode one came out in 1999? Yeah. So yep. tw- yeah. So twenty years later, that an insignificant <laughs> thirty second shot now has become potentially potential. Well, potentially. Well, no, but you could definitively say this, right? It's become a very analyzed scene in this movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, you mean Yaddle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, think true. about it, right? This throwaway character that was nothing or nobody. George Lucas probably like, yeah, just just. It looks good in the shot. It or doesn't whatever. have time to come up with a backstory for the species. Yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. It's like we'll explain it later, right? Because yeah. you know he was gonna, him, he infamously like changed things on the fly. Didn't really you know. <laughs> and didn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, which is great. Great, um, um, but it's become this big theory and rallying point and plot point for people. I will say I think one of my favorite parts of uh, the Mandalorian, the first few episodes, are the use of animatronics. Like uh, the puppets, yeah, practical effects are great. That I think is what has made people f- have it feel like Star Wars. I think that that might be the main reason, to be honest. Something as simple as that, it, it, like Baby Yoda, like walking up, getting out of its crib thing, <laughs> like five times and walking up to Mandalorian trying to touch him was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. You know, since episode, since the Ewoks. Let's be can, honest. Can we uh, can we shift real quick to like? Things that annoyed us. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple. Things, so, yeah. and maybe I'm just being too hardcore of a Star Wars fan here, but the Mandalorians hate the Jedi. Like, hate. Oh, that actually brings hate. up that so brings another up theory. theory, though. Here's a theory. So, I have a theory yep. that the Mandalorian is not a Mandalorian. Yeah. There's a few lines that he delivers where you're like, uh, specifically when he's uh, about to interact with the Jawas to try and trade with them. Um, and the Jawas ask him basically to... Uh, give up his weapons and he's like i can't it's part of my religion it's part of my religion it's almost like he's and the way he delivered it yeah he's like reciting something it's like it's memorized or and you know it's hard to to dive too much into it because you can't see his face you're only going off of tonality and whatnot Uh, but the way he says it it's almost like it's almost like like yeah this is what it is like he's an he's he's an imposter here's here's what's interesting to me right a lot of people a lot of people obviously are comparing the Mandalorian to Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, well, Boba Fett, if you really watch the movies, he sucked as a warrior. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't very good. He He's like the Captain Phasma. Right, but then you have to remember, he's all, is he a true Mandalorian? Because he's a clone. He doesn't really grow up around his people. Right. You know, he's not re- – he, he is a Mandalorian in name, but is he a Mandalorian in culture? Not really, right? He's well, maybe, because Jango was a Mandalorian, right? And Django raised well, right, him. but Django was gone at a very young age for him. Like That's he was true. gone by a good point. age ten, eleven, yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Like there's no more Django. That's right. true. And he was left to figure out his stuff on, on his, his own, own, working with bounty hunters. Right. So and I the Empire. And the Empire. So yeah. I think I think with the Mandalorian, you know, so people are like, well, he's more competent. But to me, right, when I think Mandalorians, 
they're a they're a, a, a badass warrior race that can like they can take on things and and really go toe to toe with most things in the galaxy. Like Sabine from Star Wars right. Rebels. Like they're they're incredible warriors. I haven't gotten that sense from the Mandalorian in the first two I episodes. I get the impression he's a young a young guy he who's still figuring it right, out. Right. He doesn't seem like an impressive Mandalorian to me. You right. know, he he would have he, he He gets shot a lot. Right, he gets uh, shot and a lot. That armor saves his butt. He got he gets taken down by beasts a lot. Yep. You know. Uh even um the I have spoken character Cooley? like go in the in the first episode goes on like Cully? your race you know, they contain most beasts. Yeah. And he's having trouble with what seems in this universe like a pretty simple beast. Yeah. You know, he in the second episode, he doesn't beat that that thing by himself. He beats it because yeah. Baby Yoda yeah. makes it float. Right. So I think that they're, they're we all float away. So wait, wait. So <laughs> we'll we'll then float. Too. But then uh, ask, ask. <laughs> but, but then answer the answer the question. Then is he a Mandalorian? I don't think so. Okay, that's my my theory. Is he's not a Mandalorian? Kind of like the stormtroopers, maybe posing as stormtroopers. Maybe he's posing as a Mandalorian. Well, I think what's interesting too is you know, you, Ravi, you talked about Mandalorians hate Jedi. Well, yes. so he specifically talks to the uh, Nick Nolte character at one point, and he's trying to describe what happened. But he can't because he doesn't know what the Force is. And neither does the other character. Which also, I mean, which makes sense, right? He's clearly in a he's in a community of displaced uh, Mandalorians. And he even says, I think when he gives the, the armor and metal stuff in, there's excess. And the female Mandalorian says, this will go to foundlings. Foundlings being like um, orphans, right? Mm. Uh and he's like, I was a foundling once too. Yeah, and, and then, that's then we do have flashback. that flashback. Yeah, right. So he's cl- so he clearly like hasn't grown up with Mand- like probably with the on. He's probably never been to Mandalore, if we have to assume, or he was there at a young age. Um, yeah, because like the biggest thing is Palpatine, right? Obviously had his plan going. His biggest threat was the Jedi. His ne- next biggest threat was going to be the Mandalorians because they're a warrior race. And who could he, go toe to toe with Jedi? Who could go toe to toe with Jedi? And he was smart enough that he caused the city to fall into, you know, political um, disarray. Right. He caused the 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 capital to have a civil war. And this is all from this is all during the Clone Wars, the animated show. The animated this is where show. we're getting all this information. Yeah. Because yeah. so by the time say, by yeah. the time Episode Three occurs and the everything has fallen, and you know. Everything has fallen, basically, in terms of the Republic. Uh, the Mandalorian people are basically almost wiped out. And then by the time Star Wars Rebels picks up and we have, like, Sabine's character, we get even more information that, like, Sabine actually helped wipe her own race out almost. Mm. So by the time, like, Mandalorian is taking place, it's like they're an extinct race almost. Oh, and here's another interesting thing about the Mandalorian character. <coughs> he clearly has a dis- distaste for droids, right? Yep. In episode one, he doesn't want the speeder that's run by a droid. He doesn't trust the IG unit, ultimately kills it at the end. But he does, I thing. mean, that's true, but I, I don't know if that's a super strong thing because uh, right before he kills the IG unit, he's like, you're not bad for a droid. Right, for he's a droid. He's making friends with it already. Uh, I don't know if he's making friends, but uh, my feeling is, right? He was willing to work with if, it. You know, if, we do, if Pedro is the true actor, under, you know, obviously he's the voice of the Mandalorian, but if... if uh, if they ever do reveal under the Mandalorian mask, and it is Pedro Pascal, I think it is. You know, Pedro is a forty, you know, looks forty to fifty years old uh, in real life. Um, so if you keep the character that age, he was probably a child during the Clone Wars, which would be the droids. 
You know, so his family, oh, his family point. was probably killed by droids. That's actually a great point. Maybe his lack of impressiveness is due to age and not inexperience. Could be that. Too. That would be it badass. Be, it could be a combo of the two. True. Yeah. But and just yeah. so everyone's aware, I mean, so with with Pedro Pascal <clears throat> playing the Mandalorian, there is an interview that uh, surfaced where Pedro Pascal actually reveals the name of the Mandalorian. Oh, God. <clears throat> now, obviously, it's an interview. It hasn't actually come out on the show, so this could still be a rumor, or it could just be, you know, uh, misdirection from Disney. Uh, but the name is Din Jaren, D-Y-N for the first name, and Jaren, J-A-R-R-E-N. Jaren. Jaren. And Jaren is, um, I looked it up, it is a Mandalorian, like, clansman name or whatever. Like family or whatever? Yeah. There's not a lot of history on the Jaren clan or whatever, but it is Mandalorian, if you will. Okay, so. that's interesting. So, I mean, that could that could be it, you know. But once again, you know, even that, taking a name doesn't mean you're a true, like, Mandalorian. It could just be, be, you know, him taking on some other identity. What about his blaster? Love it. It's also a throwback to the oh, holiday special. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, long, the long one yeah. that, like, disintegrates people. Yeah, so it's interesting because in the first episode, he shoots that thing, the thing that bites down on the ship yeah. with it, and it just stuns. But then it, like, obliterates. Smaller things. Smaller things. So it, 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 has, a, it, has, a, it has a range. Well, the other thing was organic. We assume. Yeah, the the, the, the big un, in episode oh, one, yeah. the yeah. the big th- the thing icing. that bu- the, in the ice that uh, like has the ship. clamps onto the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the weapon can do a number of different things. It right. looks like maybe like stun, blow up things, disintegrate. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting looking rifle. I want one. Also, how about uh, when the when the the first full trailer came out, everyone was uh, painstakingly trying to figure out who was in the carbonite. In the trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it turned out to be just the guy he captures in the first episode. Yeah. I kind of I kind of loved that. That was kind of love that people there's there's like hundreds of video essays, hours and hours put into like that's nobody. Darth Maul, that's this character, that's this character. and it's just there were, people thought that was Darth Maul? Yeah. I mean there were, the there, were th- there were theories ev- I saw like pretty much every character was touched. It's Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Snoke. It's the real Mando. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's Boba Fett. Oh. So in terms so that's, so that's one of our other theories and then it looks like the last uh, Easter theory that we've got here is Boba Fett makes an appearance specifically in episode 1, specifically when the Mandalorian is walking to to give in his um earnings to make new armor with the Mandalorian people. There, uh, we see him walking in that hallway and you see what looks to be a Mand- uh, Bubba Fett in the background. Very similar color design and scheme. And then the dent in the helmet as well. What do we think about that? Do we actually believe no. Bubba Fett's running around with this like small group? Or do we think that's just a nod that like, I think it's John a- Favreau's doing uh, to us? I think it's a nod. Mm-hmm. Because I think if it's like I, I think Taika Waititi once had a, a really great quote about fan theories, and he's like, "If you if you confirm a popular fan theory, it's not good anymore. Right? It's just it's kind of shit uh, because you're never gonna do it right, and the fun in it is having a, a theory, right? Like let's take Darth Jar Jar for example. Yeah. Christian's favorite fan theory of all time. If that was confirmed, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it takes the it takes the like mystique around like he's running around controlling everything, and it just becomes like a wait really like yeah. it's kind of lame. 
Well, the execution. Yeah, failed. and I think like if you if you have Boba Fett, like he survived the Starlock pit. Keep that a secret. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of like, well, that's kind of lame that yeah he's just and then like how do you logically explain that, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I feel like it's not, and it's really just a, a it's a fun hint at like well without Boba Fett ever appearing in the original trilogy, you don't have this show, mm-hmm. obviously. Because Boba Fett spawned the Mandalorian race, you know, the creation of that race, and then obviously expanded and everything like that. Yeah, I think it just being a nod makes more sense yeah. than anything. Cool. Bold prediction. So, obviously, with this podcast, it being the Mandalorian, we're going to be doing um, a podcast every week. Mm. So, uh, specifically, uh, from each of us, I'd like a bold prediction on episode three, and uh-huh. then maybe a larger one for the series. Mm. And then we're going to do our darndest to make sure that we go back next episode and see who of us is bold and predictable <laughs> nice oh man that's, uh, that's i good. actually, that's I good, actually right? don't have one get the fuck off this podcast yeah. you're fired uh, wait, wait no no I, I i have a few but they're not fully formed yet so someone else can go first okay so for episode three my bold prediction is that um collectively as a group on this podcast we will be disappointed Oh, that's not a prediction. That's that's not that's a cop a bold out prediction. That's a bold prediction because my my theory, my here. theory here is like is uh, and I can already feel myself doing it. Should be related to and, the story. And Arjuna, it was actually Arjuna that kind of hinted this along because episode two we finish it and he was like, oh okay okay, and he's like, it was only thirty two minutes. And it's not necessarily that you were like disappointed, but you could see that compared to like episode one, like post episode one Arjuna hype compared to like episode two post episode two arjuna hype it was lower so naturally i feel like we're going to be on this decline and we all know seasons how they work usually you start at a good high and then you start dropping until midway through the season some big something comes happens then you drop again and then you you know you boost back up so right so yes my theory is we will collectively so so yesterday i got to watch episodes one and two back to back last night and Way more enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed the first two episodes, but <laughs> I can already feel myself, just to reiterate your point, like, struggling to watch this week to week. Yeah. Because you, you want it all. You, I want it all. I want, you know. And, I and, want it And think about it. We, this is the first live-action Star Wars thing we've consumed. Like, movies, we there are two-hour chunks, right? And you get a complete story of some type, right? And then, obviously, there's dangling threads that p- get picked up in the sequel. This is the first live-action Star Wars thing we kind of have to wait week to week. And we're getting, like, little... Like little morsels. It it was bearable because we're going to wait three days between episodes one and two. Now we gotta wait six days for the next one. I'm just like <sighs> Have patience, young Padawan. Patience. I don't I don't mind it, uh, because let's be honest, that's what that's how tell there should be a difference between te- television and movies. Movies you get everything at once and television it was made for you to wait for there to be Story is continuation over time. But right? do you know why? To get away from all of that? I don't care why. That's just uh, the way it is. Well, the reason why was that it was advertisers. You get to sell more ad dollars that sure. way. Sure. And, well, and if you know anything about Disney, work. then. Yeah. 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 But it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't mind it. It is infuriating because you do have to wait. But I, I'm enjoying the slow burn because, like, if I can't wait, I can go back and watch episode one and two again. I can watch fan theory videos. I'm, I'm going to take my time and enjoy it. But you're right, though. There, that does leave you open, potentially, to some some ebbs and flows yep. in 
uh, not interest, but in happiness, I guess, with the sure. series. But that's natural. I think that's normal. That's the way it should be. Right. Nothing is going to be a 10 the whole way through, and nor should it be. Hopefully, there's something in each episode that you could take away from it. Right. Because let's be honest, this episode, not a whole lot happens, but the cinematography, the pacing, and the action were great. Right. Right? So, hopefully we well, get Well, it's interesting, that. too. This is a show that's very singular-minded. There's just... There's one main character and everyone supports it. While most shows, right, you have multiple threads going, multiple yeah. things. So it's interesting. I like that it's singularly focused, right? Oh, ver- again, very much like a Western, uh, at least the classic Westerns. So I th- that's what's going to be interesting. It's not like a Game of Thrones where you have an ensemble cast and you've got what's going on in Winterfell, what's going on in King's Landing, what's going on here and here. You're, ju- you're just following the Mandalorian mm. the whole time. Yep. Um, so that – that will be interesting. What's, so my what's your, yeah, my yeah. season theory <clears throat> is we are not going to by the end of this season we are not going to know really anything. We're not going to know. Um, <laughs> we're not going to know baby Yoda, baby Yoda's origins. Okay. By the end of the season, we will not know. Sure. <clears throat> because the show is called The Mandalorian, so we're going to know more about the fucking Mandalorian, not some stupid, cute little Yoda baby. Yoda baby. You're going to buy six of those toys. Um, I've already pre-ordered. I just I sent a check to Disney for a uh, hundred bucks and said, "You know what I want." Isn't it? Crazy? Don't even know what it looks like. It, it is crazy to me they don't have a toy. Yeah, it's the, the holiday here. season. Like that, that thing would sell like a that thing. Would I mean, be, I want one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, wait. You could, you Baby think, Yoda. Think about how many variations you can have I'm it like, this in right the now. pod. You could have it like walking around. You could have it doing the force thing. You yeah. could make like a tickle me Baby Yoda version. Yeah. Uh, I have my season-long prediction. Well, let's hear it. So I think we will see the origins of the First Order, uh, either a nod or even like a conversation or a character that's integral to the formation of the First Order. First Order rises out of the shadows of the Empire. Yep. We, this is literally the shadows of the Empire. They're not the Empire. It's the shadows. It's like the, the twilight, right, of right. the Empire. So I think this... Uh, Right, it, it just makes sense. Like right before episode nine, the conclusion of this trilogy that involves the first order and the potential death of the first order, it makes sense that the thing right before is going to give us at least something. I was like, where did this thing even come from? So that to me, it just makes sense that we're going to see something related to the first order in this show. What if this is just a stupid theory? The Mandalorian started the first order. Yeah, it's Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Mandalorian is Snoke? Yeah, he learns the Force through Baby Yoda. <laughs> mm, what if Baby Yoda is Snoke? By the way, I do want to. I <laughs> do want to so highlight. Stupid. I do want to highlight a potential disturbing thought. Oh God. Uh, this Baby Yoda is clearly extremely powerful. Yes. In the Force. Yep. Uh, but we it actually, seems like it seems like even though it's fifty years old, it seems like it's a baby. Yep. And it's I being it exposed. And it has it has innocent, cute tendencies, like eating a frog whole, which I loved, um, and you know, just being very cute and adorable and trying to play with the Mandalorian, is a, this very powerful thing that's going to grow up. You know, if it's allowed to grow up, will be a very fa- powerful force user. Yes. is being exposed to a lot of violence. <laughs> it's true, and um, that's very true. A lot of blood. Uh, but to be fair, but to be fair, the I just want to point that out. The Jedi and their Padawans are are always exposed to a lot of violence. Well, at least that's in the, like in the movies. In sure. the movies, yeah. like like that's remember true. the Clone Wars? Yeah, I do. They uh, live they live in like a very violent time. I think everyone is so desensitized in the Star Wars universe, like more so than we are 
with like things that happen in the real world, I feel like those fuckers are even more desensitized. If you actually bring up a good point, you would think there would be a lot more dark Jedi running around. A lot more guys falling to the dark side being like, you know what? This world's fucked up. Yeah. I embrace the dark side. So do you have an episode three theory or no? Uh, I'll just come up with one off the top of my head. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, episode three theory is that... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Juno, uh, go. Okay, so my... I'm going to start with my episode three projection. Prediction? P- bold prediction. Prediction. Production. It's not really that Pain. bold. But uh, I think the Gina Carano character will finally make her appearance. Hmm. I mean, if you look on IMDb. <laughs> I actually did not look on IMDb. Oh, uh, I haven't. Well, if you look at the IMDb, like the, the I think you pointed this out, the episode descriptions, they're like hilariously vague. It's oh, like, yeah. The Mandalorian delivers his bounty. The Mandalorian flies in his ship. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Mandalor- I, Mandalorian takes I, a ship. I think I think the Gina Carano character is introduced, and I think I think what we find out about her will be well talked about. That'll be one of the big talking points in our next episode. Mm. So like, I'm what is she? Because she is a is Mandalorian, she? right? Uh, well, we don't know. We don't know. But, I, I, but I think I think there will be more connections. I think it. I, I don't know if it'll be on the. The same level as hashtag Baby Yoda, but I think it'll be a big talking point for a lot of people. Mm. And my season prediction is the Mandalorian has a crew by the end of the season. Mm. Interesting. Making it like the new Firefly? Kind of. And th- the reason <laughs> Firefly. I say, the reason the I say it, the reason I say it is this. So the Mandalorian, you know, he's a loner. People talk about how he's a loner, blah, blah, blah. But he's going to make friends. He's starting to make friends. He's made friends with the Nick Nolte uh, alien character. He even asked him to join him. He's like, I could use you on this ship. Mm. And he turned him down. So I have spoken. spoken. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I f- <laughs> but I feel like he's, he's going to get into this mentality or, or it will become he has a little – a little crew. He's gonna have friends. Mm. You know, ma- maybe, like maybe, maybe it's him, like Baby that. Yoda, Gina Carano, and Apollo Creed. Mm. What about? Do you think Gus Freeman's character is gonna come? Gus Fring. Gus Fring. Yeah. Next episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about next episode, but I think you know we need to find out the mystery of why all these bounty hunters are being sent to the same clan. Yep. Because um, clearly, like the, it, you, you, it's one bounty hunter per. You know bounty. what? You, no, you, I have you my know next what, episode theory. You know what it is. Just like corporate America, it's miscommunication. And then it's different factions, right? The Empire splintered, and I think Gus, you know, uh, uh, Gian- Giancarlo Esposito's character. Uh, and de- he's a death trooper. Yeah. His squadron's a death trooper squadron. So he seems like he's a different faction of the Empire. Yeah. And so there's competing yeah. resources on how to get this Baby Yoda. What I do find interesting with the Baby Yoda character is it is 50 years old. So. Was it known about by the you know by by um, Palpatine and Darth Vader in the original trilogy? So was that one of their missions to find this? So with, with the Force, the way it's been explained in canon, it's not like everyone is aware of everyone. Sure, there has to be some kind of disturbance in the Force in order for a ripple. A ripple, essentially. And the way I like to explain it is kind of uh, Xavier and uh, Cerebro. Yes. So he, obviously, Xavier uh, connects, is a telepath and connects, you know, via the mind or whatever. But same idea, like, he feels some kind of disturbance and he can use the machine to, like, really pinpoint it. I think even if you feel a disturbance in the force, it's not like it's an immediate, like, 
oh, I know where you are and you exist. You actually have to put some time and effort into it in order. And, you know, if Palpatine and Vader, to a degree, during the height of the Empire, they're running around like loonies trying to, like, piecemeal this galaxy together and bring order. Yeah. So I don't know if they have a lot of time. Um. Tell me if this is confirmed or not, or if it's just a cool theory that they hid Luke on Tatooine because it's a uh, Force-dead planet. Not Force-dead, but because like, it's just sand I don't and not th- much life. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been confirmed. Confirmed. I think that's one of those more like video essay type things that yeah. because makes uh, sense. Because, I mean, technically Yoda, we find Yoda on this like kind of desert, rocky place, which yeah, doesn't which, have a lot of life. Which, uh, you said that you asked the question yesterday, and a lot of people have been asking the question, was this desert planet Tatooine? I mean, there's Jawas running around. Is the maybe? I mean, I guess the, the thing is, even if it is Tatooine, I don't, I don't see how that makes sense. Not that it makes sense. I just don't know if it, if it me really means anything, well, right? Other than uh, it's just a location because uh, the Mandalorian, the IG unit, stumble upon um, what looks like the pirate clan essentially, um, and they clearly brought or it's a hideout right it's not like the baby was there i think they brought the baby to that place mm. as opposed to the baby was there so michael learman yesterday him and i were talking about it and he has a theory that uh the people that they killed were protecting the baby and they were like priests or good guys so he's like well we're clearly following the mandalorian he's a bad guy and in his mind he sees that the the, the group that they attacked they were good guys they were, you know, poten- potentially they were. Uh, Is Larry a sociopath? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my, well, my counter was like, we don't know, but like in my impression, they were, they were also, they were like mercenaries. Yeah. They weren't necessarily good guys. Well, I mean, you can clear that He's up like, well, with Cooley. Like, Cooley, mm-hmm. the the Nick Nolte character, yeah. clearly says, "You're a Mandalorian. I, you know." Bring peace back to my valley. So, so Learman's counterpoint to that because that's what I brought up. I'm like, clearly these guys are ruffians. He's like, no. He, he says that he, he's like maybe he's showing a bias. He's showing that he doesn't like these people because they're different, and the 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 chaos he's bringing is that they're drawing in mercenary or for drawing mercenaries, bounty hunters, mm. which is bringing chaos to the place. He so Learman b- truly believes that the so guy. It's an interesting take because he, he's like he's like, I think it's wrong. He, he says his theory is like these guys are willing to lay their life down for this baby. They're protecting this baby. It, there's clearly a lot of money involved with this baby. That's what I was saying. I'm like, yeah. I think this baby's being transported. It's not like he's being the baby's like on a throne being treated well. It's like with a bunch of other junk to the side. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't think it, they're protecting it. Yeah. It's cargo to them. But it was yeah. That was what was interesting to me. That Learman's like, hmm. I was like, this is an interesting take that I haven't heard. Yeah. So yeah, uh, not popular. Anyway, my bold <laughs> uh, my my bold prediction for next episode is we will we will see. Um, Giancarlo Esposito's character, and but the first shot of him is going to be eating some kind of chicken-looking uh, thing. As a, you think it's going to be a throw? To I think it's going to be. I, th- I think it's going to be. I think that's going to be some oh kind of reference to his character from Breaking Bad. I really hope that's because that'd the be case. a missed opportunity. It really would, and it's, it's just it would be such. It could be such a simple, subtle thing. Subtle thing yeah. that it doesn't have any bearing on anything. It's just like a nod to people who watch Star Wars and Breaking Bad. That's I that. love it. I yeah. like that one. That's yeah. probably my favorite, more so than Arjuna's. <laughs> what? Why are you crying? I'm not crying. <laughs> Kids, I think it's time. Nice. It's the time of the show where we decide if it was good or not. Nice. Uh, Ravi, yes. was The Mandalorian episodes one and two good? Yes, except for the first time you see the robot 
the droid controlled speeder, that CGI was dog shit. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> that was ridiculously bad. And when I saw that the very first time, I was like, right. I was like, oh no, oh no, it's happening oh, again. No. This is this is Rogue One all over again. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yes, it was good. Cool. Uh, Krishna was Mandalorian episodes one and two good. It was. Arjuna, was Mandalorian <laughs> Episode 1 and 2 good? Yes, it was. And uh, it, and I think Episode 2 was better than Episode 1. I'll absolutely. I agree. Uh, and then I think everyone has watched it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I'm going to watch them again. I, 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 Before next uh, week. Probably in the, in when the show's over and like within six months, I would binge the whole thing again. Yeah. Back to back. For that experience. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that's the podcast, folks. We're going to be back again next week, most likely Saturday again, um, for episode three of The Mandalorian. Uh, hopefully, Revenge with a, of the Sith. Hopefully, with a guest, if uh, you know, we get on our on uh, our do 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 our due diligence. We we are. We Maybe we'll try. get Billy Crudup. You said the quote on your shirt. Maybe that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Wait, oh, can, we, that's can we ask him to be in character for so? The, yes. So for those for those who are listening and watching. Uh, Ravi is wearing a shirt called Chaos is a New Cocaine, which is a line from the Apple TV Plus show, uh, The Morning Morning Show, Show. and it's from Billy Crudup's uh, executive character who's just kind of eccentric weirdo. Who I I want to be. That's When I grow up and become a president of a network, that's who I want to be. You think networks will still be around when you're grown up. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. There'll be Twitch channels. There will be Twitch channels. Exactly. Thank you for listening, guys. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram at Was It Good BTM, on Twitch at Was It Good, on YouTube as well. Be sure to hit us up with any questions or theories that you have on Mandalorian, Star Wars, geek, or pop culture. Good day. Good day. Good day. Oh, wait. Uh, what was the what was the line? The- <laughs> <laughs>